Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting others and ourselves to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Today, we're taking a quick visit to the stories we tell ourselves and how these create our entire reality. So, let me start with a story. When I was 10 years old, my mom and dad went out for the evening, and I was put in charge of babysitting my younger brothers and sister. There were four of us. It was dark outside, and we were getting ready for bed when suddenly there was a knock on the front door. Who was it? There was no peephole, and we looked back and forth at one another. We whispered little questions like, Do you know who it is? Was someone supposed to come over? What if it's a murderer? Our body language and big eyes perpetuated the story that there was something to be afraid of. I, the one in charge, also created fear with my own fear. Our little kids' stories of being alone in a house after dark with the unknown on the other side of the door took over our young minds. We ran, all of us, into my bedroom and hid under the comforter on my bed. The four of us hunkered under the covers, eyes wide. When the rap, rap, rap came on the door again, the fear escalated, but I felt someone should answer it. I was babysitting, so it was my role to assign someone to answer the door. My finger swept across the mall and pointed at my sister. I assigned her the task of answering the door. Her eyes got big and she shook her head no. And so I pulled out the threats. You go answer the door, I'm gonna punch you in the nose, I demanded. Her fear of what was behind the door was more powerful than her fear of me. But I had to follow through, didn't I? So I pulled back my fist and I punched her in the nose. She started bleeding and crying and the energy escalated to the next notch. Now there was blood and fear and yelling and still no one answered the door. The four of us lay there under the covers, yelling at each other and refusing to budge until finally my parents came home and we could run into the safety of their arms. There is a mechanism in our minds that creates gratitude, happiness, unhappiness, envy, joy, or jealousy, fear, or peace. Not many of us pay too much attention to this mechanism, despite the fact that it is working all the time in everyone alive on the planet. This mechanism is the stories we tell ourselves all day long, every day, about every interaction we have about ourselves, about our friends, about our spouses, about the things that happen to us. Now, by calling them stories, I'm not giving them a value of true or false. Rather, I am acknowledging that they are a narrative interpretation that we create about our experiences to make sense of our lives. Ryan Clarkin, one of my favorite life coaches said, the most powerful stories we'll ever tell are those we tell to ourselves. I asked him to go into more detail about this topic for this episode. Here's Ryan. Thank you, Lori, for the amazing opportunity to expand on this point that I made on 
a past podcast we did together around the idea and the interpretation that the most powerful stories that we'll ever tell are the stories that we tell ourselves. This is so important to understand because really all you are is a story. All your life is is a story. All your past is is a story. And really all your future is is a story waiting to unfold. And we are the storytellers. We are the narrators of our life. And the beautiful thing is we can make up any story that we want about ourselves. We can make up that we are the heroes of our journey. We can make up that our life is a movie and we are the uh, main character. We are the superstar. We can make up that we are confident. We can make up that we're courageous. We can make up that we're powerful. And we can make up that we are useless and that we are worthless. And that's where the story tends to get dark. So be aware of the stories that you create about yourself. Be aware of the stories that you make up about life. Life is neutral. You are neutral. Your past is neutral. What is not neutral is the story that you're making up about it. And your life could be a story of your worst nightmare or your life could be a story of a dream come true. You are the narrator. Create a story that empowers you the most. Create a story that you would li- that you would read over and over and over and over again, like the best book, like the best movie in the world. And let that be your life. Let me share some examples. You may have a story about how your boss and work environment is supportive and fun. The people you work with are your friends and you love working there. Well, someone else in the office may have a story about how the receptionist is always dismissive, the work area is untidy, the boss too caught up in their own dealings to pay attention to them. These are two people standing in the same place, seeing the same things, but choosing to focus on something different and create a different story. The second example, you may have a story about your spouse, how they're lazy and a slob because after dinner, he or she does not clean up their mess. Whereas someone else in that same situation may choose to tell a story about a hardworking spouse who needs a little support and rest after a long day. A third example. You might have a story you tell yourself about yourself every time you look in the mirror, about how ugly you are because you put on 25 pounds after you turned 40 and that no one will find you attractive. Whereas someone in the same situation may focus their story on their health and the beautiful way their body works for them. A focus on the things they love about their body and this creating for them a sense of confidence rather than a sense of self-condemnation. Another example. You may create a story about how ineffective you are because you aren't always 100% motivated and beat yourself up over it with lazy little mental jibes around that story. Something's wrong with me. I'm lazy, I'm undisciplined. Whereas another story might instead be focused on the things you did get done. You build a story, I call it success file at the end of the day, where you list everything you get done instead of ruminating on the things you didn't get done yet. These different approaches, simple as they are, create different stories. One that's either focused on what you don't do or one that's focused on what you do. The resulting response from the person telling these stories is obvious. 
If you're telling yourself that you're ugly every day, you will no doubt go out into the world full of self-doubt, most likely more withdrawn and less outgoing as you strive to go unnoticed. If you tell yourself the repeated story of your lazy, good-for-nothing spouse, your treatment and attitude toward that spouse will be very different than if you're creating a caring space for them at the end of the day. It also changes their response to you and the outcome of your stories. These stories change everything about how you interact with the world and the people around you, how you see the world. In fact, these stories create your world. They create your reality. We create stories to define our existence. We create stories to make sense of the things that happen to us. We create stories to share our life events with each other. In my master's research, I studied the functions of the personal narrative and there are a litany of functions. We use them to teach, like when someone speaks in church and shares a story about how helping a neighbor made a big difference in that neighbor's life. We tell stories to warn, like when we tell someone about a time we got in a car with a bunch of kids we didn't know in Europe and ended up in places previously unimagined and are lucky we didn't end up in the bottom of a river somewhere or as a part of a sex slave trade. We tell stories to share awe, like the story about climbing to the peak to watch the sunset and the resulting transcendent experience. We tell stories to create boundaries, clearly laying the story about how the last guy that tried to grab your butt got slapped. We tell stories to brag in an acceptable way, like when I tell the story about climbing the Grand Teton in one night. It's a mix of look what I did as well as a great story. I could go on and on, but the key here is that we create these stories, the perspectives and the angles. Even in the retelling, we create the scene, the moral, the meaning. Now, most of the time, they are our best attempt at honest creations, but they are definitely created from a chosen perspective and the reality that we have the ability to change our perspectives on. We get to do this in order to be happier. We are the gods of our stories. We are the creators who define who we are and what we will do and where we will go. There are a lot of stories going on around us. The story we create every day as our narrative of living unfolds is just one of them. The stories other people create is another. About themselves, about us, about their world. But the very most powerful stories for which we have complete control are the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. The stories we tell ourselves about ourselves define the potentiality of our existence and the reality of our experience. Let me say that again. The stories we tell ourselves about ourselves define the potentiality of our existence and the reality of our experience. If you wake up in the morning and you remind yourself that it's going to be a fantastic day and you're looking good and you're feeling good and you're bent on creating some love in the world today, you're going to be headed out starting ripples in the story of life that will create beautiful things. This is just the start of your day's story. If you start out the day with the voice in your head that sounds like fact, by the way, focusing on your insecurities, creating stories that you're not enough, you're too fat you're too old, you're too short, your friends don't really respect you. Well, you can see the difference. The day starts, the story starts, according to the way that you let it start. You get to create your reality. 
Abbott's website. It suggests three steps for learning to get away from the stories that we're hooked on, the ones that are holding us back. I've taken their suggestions and I've mixed them with my own experience and understanding of the process. And here's my two cents. The first step I'm suggesting is just to start noticing the stories that you're creating about the events that go on in your day and the people you interact with. Start noticing and start noticing that they're stories, okay? Not just fact, not just, oh, this happened, but it's actually your interpretation of what happened. It's important to become aware that they are stories that you're creating and to notice how they are affecting your happiness or your unhappiness. Notice when you get stuck on a story and it plays over and over in your head. Notice the power that creates within you. So if somebody does something that really bugs you and you play it over and over or you create those mock conversations of how you're going to deal with it, it creates emotions and fears and even creates anger from something that hasn't even happened yet. These are powerful stories. Become aware. What stories are you creating right now about your current situation? Is it critical? Is it fault finding? Or are you just finding the good and the positive and what's going on around you? So just kind of notice your perception. Notice the story. The second step is what can you do? First of all, consider the story that you're creating right now automatically as an option. But consider it as a filmy possibility, a dream possibility, or in other words, one way of seeing it or telling it. The next thing is to consider another option in how you might tell or frame that same story. What are other ways of looking at it? Other possible perspectives? Is your interpretation really fact? Did your boss really say he hated your work or did you just interpret his foul mood that way? Okay, the third step is don't react. Sit with the story, don't cling to it, don't lash out. Even if you're caught up in the story, just be aware of the moment and the story as it is without interpretation. This allows you to just be with it and just being with it rather than attached to it allows you to be less attached to it. When you can get to a place of accepting possible options openly, then is the time that you consider which story serves you best. Which story approach creates happiness for you and those around you? Then, once you've considered this, choose the story approach that serves you. This is not about ignoring reality or sticking your head in the sand. It's about realizing the power of your own mental creations, the power of your own mind, to create your world and your experience and then choosing how you want to create it. Since most of us want to be happy, everybody claims they want to be happy, taking the responsibility for creating the stories and choosing the perspectives that will make you happy is a tool you can pick up at any time. The Love Your Story podcast had its roots in the fact that I had let the events of my life create a space of shame about how my life seemed to have turned out. I wanted to find out if others' lives had turned out as they expected, and my preliminary qualitative doctorate research indicated that 19 out of 20 people's lives had not turned out as they expected. Life is messy across the board, and that's okay. I've come to find out that's okay. It's expected, really. But here's the thing. There is a mental badassery in actively creating your life story. 
and actively reframing the parts of your story that feel broken, the parts that hold you back, and of actively seeking to create your best story and actively loving yourself and your story as you move forward. And why do this? Well, simply because you can. Here are some questions. What stories have you made up about yourself? Remember, you're going to think these are facts. Let me ask it this way. What do you say to yourself when you look in the mirror? When you think about doing something new? When you just think about yourself? We can create stories that generate fear, that paralyze us, like my brothers and sisters and I did. The poor harmless neighbor standing on the other side of the door had no idea the ruckus they had caused that night 35 years ago. It was probably someone coming to say hello to my mother or someone checking in on us. But through our words and our body language, recreated a story about the situation that quickly turned to fear, violence, and chaos. We could have created stories that were different, that were powerful, that empowered us. And that's what we can do every day. We can create stories that empower us, that help us conquer the world and whatever small part of it we inhabit. And by conquer the world, I mean the world's fears. The fear of lack, the fear of judgment, the fear of shame, of not enough, that are a part of living in this thing we call life. To me, that's what I see as conquering the world because once we have conquered the limitations and stories that create a limited and sad world for ourselves, we have indeed conquered our own world. When I created the Love Your Story podcast, that's what I had in mind. Opening conversations about topics that will help us create our very best life stories. Because we can. We are the creators of our own stories. Thank you for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And if you're interested in one of our new top-notch t-shirts, they're available now on the website. Also, your challenge for this week. Every day this week, try to get super aware of one of your stories. And run through the three steps mentioned in this podcast. The more you practice, the more aware you become, and the more you gain the badass skill of creating your biggest, best, and most satisfying life stories on purpose. See you next week on the Love Your Story podcast. Oh yeah, and share this with a friend. Spread some good in the world. Mm-hmm.